Welcome to Pick LJ Podcast, your official Gilmer Chamber podcast. Join us as we dive into local businesses and events that make Gilmer County special. Now let's find out what's happening in LJ today. Everyone, welcome into the Pick LJ Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different. Now, earlier in the year, we already had kind of a best of review. We took a look at some of the guests that we had had talking about different restaurants, different businesses, etc. We're going to do something similar this time around, but this time we're going to be looking at events that are reoccurring, some different festivals or markets that we had this year that you can also look forward to next year. Now, a really cool event that we had this year was the LJ Songwriters Festival. This was the first time that we had this festival here in LJ, but we're looking forward to doing it again next year. Now, if you missed out on this one, you really did miss out. The LJ Songwriters Festival brought singers and songwriters from all over the area, all to different wineries in LJ. Now, we were fortunate enough to be able to talk to several of these different singers and songwriters. Starting off, here's a clip from Wyatt Espelin, one of the artists that we had the pleasure of speaking with before the festival began. Wyatt, you've been a part of uh, similar events like this throughout different areas. I imagine it's got to be really fun being part of these events. How do you feel about it? Well, I'm excited about the festival. I actually have been a part of a few um, songwriter festivals in different communities, and I have seen how it brings the whole community together. And I think this is a great space. LJ has wonderful venues, and the idea of doing it at the vineyards is, a, is an amazing idea, especially blending the artistry of songwriting with the artistry of winemaking. And I, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be great for LJ. I think it's going to be a big event. And I think next year, all 39 performances will probably be paid for. But next year, then none of them will be free because it's going to be so popular that um, you're going to have all these songwriters want to be a part of this, calling, be a part of this. I've been writing for about 20 years. I lived in Nashville for 15, but moved back to my hometown because the inspiration there is just ridiculous here in North Georgia. And so I found many more things to write about when I moved back home. And so, so I'm glad to be back and do it full time. Later, we were able to have on our next duo, which is Surrender Hill. Surrender Hill features husband and wife Robin and Afton Salmon. They have a mixed style of music ranging from Texas honky-tonk to Americana. A lot of our style of music that we write, aside from the more introspective Americana stuff, uh, is is kind of like Texas honky-tonk swing you know, music. So mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun. How long have you guys been around? When did you start? We kind of got together musically and romantically and everything just sort of like in one big bundle, you know, and started started writing together in 2014 okay. and decided at that time that, wow, there was there was some magic there with the music. And, and uh, you know, I write a lot on my own. Afton writes a lot on her own and very, very strong writer she is. Then we do a lot of stuff together. It's turned into a kind of a magical thing for the two of us. Because there's kind of three different perspectives on our, our our life and our music. You know, there's hers, yeah. there's mine, and then there's ours. And it's it's really, it makes for, for great writing. And lastly, we got to speak with Danny Myrick. Now, Danny is a songwriter that has had several big hits from popular artists such as Craig Morgan, Jason Aldean, Tim McGraw, and a few others. He was, again, one of the many fantastic singers and songwriters that was at the LJ Songwriters Festival. I connected with a guy um, that some of you listeners may be aware of named Jeffrey Steele. And uh, he was a he was a big fan of my band. He at the time was in a band called Boy Howdy. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, he just blew up as a songwriter and he just was on so many things. And I ran into him at a Starbucks and, you know, he ended up signing me to a pub deal. 
And the first thing that I ended up having recorded as, as uh, just a vocational songwriter was a song called International Harvester by Craig Morgan that became a big top 10 hit for him. Um, and then that kind of got me started and I dove in and I ended up having a song called She's Country that Jason Aldean did that was the most played song of that year. And I got cuts on Gretchen Wilson and Montgomery Gentry. And, and I had a big hit on Tim McGraw called Truck Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, just random. I got, you know, Maddie and Tay, I met them when they first came to town. I had three cuts on their first record. And uh, Joe Cocker got connected to him in L.A. And just people like that. And so I just kind of found my way through it and um, had a few hit songs and have been able to produce some records. And, um, yeah, man, I've been really, really grateful to be, to have that career and to figure out a way to make a living in it all these years. And, and then now I'm super, super grateful for situations like the Songwriter Festival. Yeah. For now we have these great outlets to get out and play our songs and tell the stories behind them and have, have built in crowds that are like, Oh man, I love that, you know, Kenny Chesney song. I don't know who wrote that. And then, um, you know, get to hear the writer tell the story behind it. Again, those were just some short clips from some of the artists that we got to speak with before the songwriters festival. And we are definitely looking forward to this event taking place again next year in 2024. Music is great, but so is food, and we have some amazing food events that go on throughout Gilmer County. Some of them even occur monthly, which brings me to Food Truck Tuesdays. Food Truck Tuesday went from March through November of this year and is slated to pick back up in March of 2024. I had on event organizer Adina Elfatori to tell me all about Food Truck Tuesday and what you can expect. So Food Truck Tuesday, once a month on a Tuesday, you guys get a bunch of food trucks, bring them all to one location. So where and when exactly does this take place? So, yeah, so we're in LJ across the street from the hospital on the river. It's the first Tuesday of every month. So we started from March and it will end through November. And then we're going to take a little break during the winter months and we'll start back up um, March 2024. And what we do is we have between eight to 10 food trucks and it's different every month. Some are the same every month and some are changed out and they're new. But you come out, you bring your chairs or a blanket. We have a live band that's different every month. And you just sit out, you know, bring a cooler with some drinks. We do have, you know, a lemonade and we have sweet tea and we have regular sodas that some of the food trucks do sell. But we're just kind of letting everyone come out and just kind of relax and enjoy themselves and not have to cook on a Tuesday, which is always amazing. I mean, for me, I love not to have to cook once once in a while and try some new food. So that was just our whole goal. We do have some bounty houses, not every month, but we do have some bounty houses there for the kids. And we have axe throwing once in a while. The music is different every month. So sometimes it could be country. Sometimes it could be classic rock. We had Elvis one month. So it it does change. We're trying to keep it fresh and exciting for everyone just to come out and have something to do on a Tuesday night once in a while. Next up, another tasty event that you can take part in is the LJ Bacon Festival, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Here are your event organizers, Abby Pietto and Irene Witt. Tell me about what Bacon Fest is, what are you raising money for, and what all can people expect? So we are creating this event to bring people together for the love of bacon. We've got a lot of local restaurants and various food trucks 
And each food vendor is going to feature a bacon-related type dish. So you're going to see things from pastries with bacon all the way to bacon ice cream. Bev's Diner is going to be doing the infamous Korean bacon burger. That was oh, a yeah. huge hit last year. You got me a trophy. They did? So, oh, <laughs> my yeah. goodness. The yeah, shack was pretty cool. The shack ran away with all three trophies. It was it was a, a lot of fun. But we're, we're going to have a, a huge variety. We're going to have uh, meat companies there selling bacon uh, by the pound in packs. So you can get your bacon fixed that way. You can take it home with you. And we're, we're doing this to benefit the Gilmer Food Pantry. So we're encouraging festival goers to bring canned goods. You can make a cash or check donation right at the festival. The food pantry will have a booth as well as the Destination Bacon will have a booth where we'll be accepting donations there as well. Maybe you want a little bit of everything. You can always go to the LJ Farmers and Artisans Market. Some food, some entertainment, and of course, great shopping all around, whether you're looking for crafts or great food and produce. During this episode, I was able to have on Lynn Roby and Chris Kleberg, both the event organizers for the Farmers Market. We have almost 100 vendors that have signed up. Some of them are part-time, some of them are full-time, meaning they come every Saturday. And so we have 80 spots in the parking lot. So that's really unbelievable how fast we have grown over the years. I think that downtown and us have worked so well together on Saturdays because we both draw and helps of both of us for the vendors and for the merchants there. We wanted to, you know, not only just have this market, but we wanted to give the local farmers and bakers and our local people um, a place to sell their products. We've got so much talent in this county, you know, and there's just an amazing amount of great produce. You know, Lynn talked about produce, but that so many other things other than produce or that include that produce. There's things like blueberries and walnuts and, and you know, just eggs. And we've even got beef trucks this year. So we've got all kinds of variety of things that, that go into that. But, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, give a, first of all, a venue for their local folks, you know, to sell their products and also find a way to add to the, the downtown, you know, quaint feeling of LJ to draw visitors downtown. And, and I think it's a good way for visitors to see, you know, what a, a sweet little community we have and how much talent there really is here. And then they could go downtown after they visit the market and go to shops and eat lunch and and do that. So we get a lot of visitors that really have lots of good things to say about it. Lastly, this list cannot be made without the Georgia Apple Festival being mentioned. The Georgia Apple Festival has been around for quite a while and it will continue going for the foreseeable future. That always takes place the second and third weekends in October. You can look forward to four days of amazing crafts vendors, food, entertainment, ranging from live music, car shows, even get yourself a workout with a 5K, and all kinds of activities for the whole family. And with that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Pick LJ podcast. Thank you for everyone joining with me today as we look back on some different activities and events throughout the year that you can also look forward to again next year, all of which we are very excited for. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week. This has been Pick LJ podcast. To find out more about everything Gilmer County, visit gilmerchamber.com or visit the Gilmer Chamber Welcome Centers at 696 First Avenue, East LJ, or 10 Broad Street in LJ.